Okay, I'm going to admit it. I got a bit of a porn addiction. I do. Oh, no, not not that kind of porn. Not with humans. That's disgusting. I'm not into that. No, I'm talking... I'm talking real estate porn, folks. That is where <laughs> that's where I am all day long. I get on that MLS site. I just be there. I'm like six hours goes by. I got this app on my phone, and what it does is it has turned real estate into kind of a weird Tinder game for me. It's this weird app that just shows me in my area, in where I live, all the listings and all the pictures, and I'm just on there swiping left all day long. I don't even, I'm not even shopping for a house. I'm not even looking, but I can't, I can't help myself. I can't help myself when the numbers are going through the roof. I can't, I'm looking at things and I'm thinking that is going for that? What? And that's in the city of Toronto. And here's the reality, folks is not Toronto that is really booming. It's the surrounding areas that are going through the roof to help me talk about it and figure out what needs to be done. Deborah Harris, the Senior Vice President at Royal LePage. Welcome. Oh, my goodness. The the horror stories out there are just out of control, Deborah. Hmm. Well, first of all, I'll say thanks for having me. And I, I'm listening, listening to you with, with great interest in terms of your addiction to real estate. It certainly is a very exciting um, and, and compelling um, industry. And, uh, you know, you're not alone. It's, it's, it's something that is, is of, of great activity right now, just not, not just in our area, but as you mentioned, across the board. And the things that we're seeing here in our marketplace we're seeing them pretty much everywhere. You know, you, you even look at, at information that's coming out of the U.S. And, and again, it's not just major markets. Uh, the things that we're seeing that are happening in real estate right now are very widespread. Okay, you said it was exciting. Is it exciting? Because it's kind of terrifying to me. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's got it's 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 got its it's got its very positive side, and it's also got its very challenging side. And I know for okay. sure. That People What's the positive? Trying. Let's start with the positive. What, what do you see as the positives right now as a runaway train in the yeah. real estate market? Yeah, so the, the positive is is that people are achieving home ownership goals. And I know that it seems like that may not be something that's happening easily for uh, a lot of people. It, it, if we look at some of the information that we have, certainly the number of homes that are, are being sold through the MLS, is, is significant. The number of new homes that are coming on the market is gradually increasing. And we've been dealing with this very, very tight and difficult uh, supply issue for quite some time now. It's not something that's new. It's something that, that is sort of in the news right now. But we've certainly been dealing with this in the greater Toronto area specifically for quite some time. Um, but nonetheless, you know, it was interesting that there was uh, a, a survey that was done in February, and the survey was was of um, Canadians between the ages of 25 and 35. And the results of that survey was were really interesting because that survey found that 48% of those individuals already owned a home, and 25% of them had purchased that home between March and December of 2020. So. So people are achieving home ownership goals. It's just that at this point we've got a much higher demand than we have supply. And and what's happening in in the regions is you know as I looked around I saw a recent map that showed I think it was like eighteen percent was essentially what uh, the city of Toronto was, and I think that was all combined. Um, so that's all all sales all together, um, mm-hmm. not stripping out 
single family, which is such a weird designation that we do. But nevertheless, then I looked at places like Bolton. It was like like 35, 38 percent or, you know, places, you know, up near Peterborough that were also in the 35, 40 percent plus. And that's got a, a, the incredible pressure that it's putting on the regions is frightening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, you know, obviously this is connected to the fact that due to the pandemic, people are able to move a little further afield. And and so that's that's naturally going to occur when you have more demand. So, you know, let's let's talk about the things that, that are happening here. We've got we've got a situation where we're seeing a um, we're seeing a, a very short days on market. Um, and this is happening, again, across the board. We're having multiple offers. We're having sales that are happening over asking price. Those are all indicators of demand. They can actually happen in any kind of market when there's a particular property of interest. As an example, you know, the, those, sorts of, those sorts of indicators can happen. That's demand. When those aspects are prevalent across the marketplace, there are strong indicators of a supply problem. And that's the issue that really fundamentally needs to be addressed. And that is, what, you know, what are we doing about the supply so that we, we don't consistently year over year have such a higher demand than we have product for people to purchase? Well, the supply issue is, is certainly a part of it. I mean, I'm speaking with Deborah Harris, a senior VP at Royal LePage, but... Don't you believe that we need some kind of government intervention? We need some sort of regulatory intervention to take some of the steam out of it? I mean, I, 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 I appreciate, you know, your position and in, in your role, but don't you believe that there seems to there needs to be something to be able to correct a market that seems to be just spiraling? Well, I think as as a temporary measure, those things, those types of things that you're talking about. So, as an example, a um, increasing uh, the thresholds on the mortgage stress test. So, the mortgage stress test that was introduced in 2017 uh, appeared to have um, an effect on the market. Although, I will tell you that things were already starting to cool off in that market all on their own organically before that was introduced. I know that there's been some suggestions around capital gains tax on, yeah. on primary residences. The problem is, is that that's they're not... That's the third really... rail. That's the third <laughs> rail. There's no politicians touching that. Right. I mean, that's a, that's a bit of political suicide probably on that one. But, you know, the, the, the thing is, is that they're not really meaningful solutions because all they actually do is temporarily suppress demand. They just push it down the road. In, mm. in, rather than it actually making a real difference um, in terms of, of having more of a balanced marketplace. Really, the only way that you get to that balanced marketplace and have it be wholesome and real is if you're adding supply. And we, we are certainly, our industry, are advocates of having the government develop a proper national housing strategy so that it can address the root cause of this, which is that that a decade-old supply shortage, shortage that we've got. Well, it always seems to just come back to that, does it not? All right, Deborah mm-hmm. Harris, Senior VP at uh, Royal LePage. I really appreciate you coming on today. Thank you so much. Please stay safe. Thanks for having me, Alan. You stay safe, too.